Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm super excited because I have my, well, first of all, I have my co-host, Miss Linda here today. Hi, Linda. Hey, Hi, everybody. Linda. See, she's always Hello, the calm everybody. one, and I'm always the one that's so high strung. But anyway, Yay. I have yeah. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Seriously? I'm just, I'm good with that. Sorry, we don't. Whatever. Anyway, and I have two other guests on that are like my life boards here. First of all, let's welcome Mr. Delante McCrary back on today. Hello, good evening. Good afternoon. Hi, Delante. Hello. Wait a minute. I say good evening. <laughs> I'm about to stab myself over here. What? I'm about to head to the emergency room. <laughs> Why? What are you doing? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Try not you... to die before it's over. Can I we kill them? Try not to die before I introduce Tam Tam. Right. Tammy. I know. I know. Let's hear from Tammy. Hey, Tammy. <laughs> I know. I mean, Tammy. For, Sorry, Tammy. for real, how am I supposed to follow that? I mean, he's right. talking about going to the ER. That was a setup. That was a setup. That was a setup. It was rigged. Oh, he's so greedy. It Girl, was you rigged. What did you, okay? So, the, so it's a lot. What? Why are you okay? So, why are you stabbing yourself? Let's let's start with that. What's well, happening here? Because I don't know how to. I don't. I'm I'm not very domesticated. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. I'm not sure how the two. Um, they usually don't have to pose like domestication and death. Yes. No, no, no. They so, both... so I'm. Using, I'm just saying. I'm using a kitchen knife, a steak knife to open like these sprinkles that I just bought because I'm trying to make some cookies. And oh you know, so I'm holding the knife towards my hand and I'm like stabbing my hand in the process. Do we have scissors? No scissors. I do have scissors, but for some reason I grabbed the knife first. <laughs> mm, that says a lot. Next. Del All right. Del Delante. We'll pass on that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to put the knife right. down right. And, and grab the safety. Not from me on the other side of the room. Just saying. Yeah. Just but anyway, yeah. All right. So, should we do a proper introduction to Tammy? I'm sorry. Yes, we should. Yes. <laughs> that was a good question, Tammy. How am I supposed to come in after that? You're right. That was the same. So this is a. I mean, at that point, I'm just like, well, let's just all right. go home. Delante going to the ER. So. <laughs> to end this podcast, I'm gonna take a flight out to LA. Make sure I see. Make sure we get Delante to the hospital. Some I'll see you sign. I'll wait you know. for the news. I ain't coming right. down here. I'll just wait for the news. Oh my god. <laughs> Black man triumph. Really? So basically, what she's saying is, is that she would just let I you know, die. I know, I know. <laughs> okay. So By the time I get there, if you were here, I'd be like, oh, okay, well, hold on, let me get in the car and, and start the engine. But yeah, somehow I don't think I'll make it. Okay. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> mm -hmm. All, All right, right. So let's 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 do it this way. So Tammy, Tammy, Tammy. Hi, Tammy. Thank y'all. Glad to be here exactly. again. So the shenanigans, uh, so ladies and gentlemen, the shenanigans, the shenanigans, oh, I cannot talk. The shenanigans oh, is going to continue. Oh. I didn't have any Doritos. Okay. Do I have to tell the story again? Not yet. Do I have to tell the people the story then? Oh. I'm being okay. judged right now, everybody. I'm being judged. I don't appreciate it. Notice the silence. Just, I, why am I being judged? This is ridiculous. Okay. So I'm the only one that don't like, I'm the only one that does like Doritos Ranch. No, she can't even lie on herself, Tracy. I'm not even lying about anything. Oh my god, this is hard. Anyway, we're gonna change the subject. I mean, cool ranch Doritos are good. I mean, they ain't never gonna beat nacho cheese, but I mean, they're good. Facts. <laughs> I was trying to be different this time, so I decided to do the ranch. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. this is terrible. This is so right. terrible. I mean, everybody knows that the nacho cheese is the OG of Doritos. They are. What? They are. They are. This is not a competition, people. They just chips. Tammy's ridiculous. The OG. They're good. I, yeah, it's the two for five. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, they were two for five. Not they one, y'all. Two. They were two for five. I didn't know they were two for five. I was only supposed oh, to get one bag. No. Nope. First of all, okay. Mm -hmm. First of all, I ordered something off of 
Postmates, okay? And I wanted to, I wanted to only get one thing, but I didn't want to just get the one thing. So I ordered, I was like, let me get some snacks. So I said, let me get one thing of, originally it was supposed to be one thing of sour cream and onion Pringles, but they didn't have any. So my Postmates person texted me and said, hey, we don't have, they didn't have the Pringles. Would you like the Doritos? So I said, sure, I'll have this. Let's just do another thing. of Dor- No, I said, I'll get another thing of Doritos. He said, oh, good. They're two for five. I was like, great. So let's do it. Bargain. Boom. I just looked in the bag just now because I had to step out. And I came back and I looked in the bag and I noticed it's the big, big bags of Doritos. I was like, whoa, I didn't know it was going to be this big, but okay. Mm-hmm. She left out so, the part when she did the cartwheel across the apartment when she found out. I did out not the do the a cartwheel, okay? <laughs> she left that part out. Throw that out there. You know what? <laughs> this level of judgment. In T way, so today we are going to. Uh, Linda brought up a uh, topic that was uh, quite interesting, and mm-hmm. um, I wanted to go ahead and get into that. Um, before we get too close, because you know how we do, we get into it, and 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 it'll be a whole <laughs> situation. We'll be talking about something else, and we'll be like, "Wait, weren't we supposed to be talking about trees?" And we didn't yeah, got on the topic of planets, so I don't know. Um, so, Linda, what? I mean, you want to tell the people what what topic that we wanted to kind of discuss today? Honestly, I forgot. What was the topic? What? I know because there's so many. Like there's so like after I spoke to you, this is why you can't brainstorm. By yourself, you know what I'm saying? Because then the conversations take okay. on a whole nother, yeah. Which, which right. one were so you? I interested remember in? the topic. I'm sorry. I remember the topic. You had <laughs> spoken about fatherhood, and I think you also talked about divorce. Uh, okay. So, um, okay. So, um, the problem, okay. So the issue with trying to break down these subjects is that there's so many underlying topics to talk about. Um, I originally was coming from the, um, I guess, I wanted to kind of re- reflect on how divorce has affected your perspective on relationships, uh, on future. Um, I, I, I'll go first because I kind of want to set the premise, but, um, Mm -hmm. not recently, I guess throughout my life, I have obviously known people that have had, um, a separation of family, um, parents that, um, there was not either a mother and father in the home, uh, the entire time or part of the time, um, for a myriad of reasons, they stem from, um, different um, backgrounds, uh, different ethnicities, um, different religious beliefs, um, family stress, uh, drugs, um, illness, just a myriad of reasons. So it's not always the cheating or, or the um, drug abuse that, that we normally hear about, but a myriad of reasons. I mean, I actually know someone who they got married um, knowing that their family was not going to agree since one was from a different religious uh, background and they tried to make it work, but the stress of, you know, those quote unquote family decisions, uh, what church is the child going to go to or are they going to go to the synagogue or whatever, those things literally just broke them up after two years. So um, it was, it's a lot of things, but I guess today, since like I said, it could be a myriad of things, um, I wanted to get everyone's um, thought on how, or and maybe it hasn't, but how um, your situation, whatever that was. Um, so first, let's start with, um, did you grow up with both parents in the home? Um, was there divorce, separation? And if there was, without getting in your business too much, how did that, if at all, affect your relationships with women and men and maybe you know any extra information you want to add for someone listening so we'll start with uh tammy doggone it i knew it was gonna be me first (laughs) you know what's funny i was thinking tammy too (laughs) knew it uh okay let me make sure i I remember the question Uh, so i'll start the, the um, first question is, 
did you grow up? I only, I'm only doing for you because I know I met your parents, both of them. Um, so mm-hmm. it's kind of, you know, dad I always loved because he was just this like calm dude, like I ain't gonna say. And then when I saw his photo recently, actually on Facebook with the earring in his ear, I was like, Pimpin, what? So I- Wait, how do I got an earring? Uh, on one of the photos what? he did. I don't know if that- if he does now. Okay, but... let's ask the let wait, wait, let's first let's first start okay, to ask. Girl, you got me over here about pop? to reevaluate my entire uh-huh. life because I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. Maybe I was the person. I don't know. I thought it was him, but okay. But yeah, so uh, my first question is did your did both parents did you grow up in the home with both of your parents? Um this is an awkward question awkward answer. Yes and no. Okay. Please elaborate. The the yes part would be from about nine months until I was 16. My parents lived together. And then as a married couple, they separated. Um, And then they they separated. And then it took a couple of years for them to actually get divorced. But that's whether or not they're actually divorced is debatable. Is that just um, black folk? I'm just throwing it out there. Like, wait, 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 wait. Let it go on. Let it go on. Because I, no, I know. Oh, we're going to get into that no, topic. So, so basically that. with them, you know, when you've been with someone that long and there's marital property and that sort of thing, it does take a little bit of time to kind of work through the divorce proceedings. So it took a couple of years of them in and out of court. Um, But what was weird about it was, you know, my mom had these papers that for real, for real, did not look like official documents in that there were lines that were drawn through and typed over. Are these property documents? Um, It looked like somebody... These are property-based documents or about their marriage? It was it was supposed to be the final divorce decree. So that is that encompasses all of that. Wow. And so what I was expecting to see is not what I saw right. and was not what was given to her, but it was what was filed with the court. And so that's such a, that's like a whole the reason why I track. say it's the reason why I say it's debatable is because of uh, maybe about six or seven years ago. Actually, it may have been a little, no, about seven, seven or eight years ago. Um, I just felt like I needed to know for myself. Right. By this time, my parents had been estranged and living apart and they had kind of all moved on and were doing their own things for several years. But for my own personal edification, I needed to know you know, what the situation was. So apparently you can, at least in the state of Virginia, you can basically pay for court documents. So like birth certificates, uh, death certificates, marriage licenses, uh, divorce decrees, all of that stuff. You can, you know, if you can prove your relationship to the people who are referenced in the documents, you spend a little money and they send them to you. So just for ha-has, I went on ahead and filed my little application and asked to get a copy of my parents' divorce decree. And they ask you basic information like, you know, what's your parents' names? What was your mother's maiden name? da 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 When were they married? Yada, 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 right? So it's supposed to take about two, three weeks or so to process. The two, three weeks go by. I get a letter in the mail And it's basically telling me that, okay, so while we have a record of a marriage license between these two people, we do not have a record of a divorce decree between the two of them. Apparently, at this point, my father had remarried. Right. And so there was a copy of that marriage license on file with the state. But again, no divorce decree. What? I'm out here like, oh my wow. god! My daddy a is that what is that what's happening? Hey, what's the deal, y'all? Uh oh. <laughs> I'm like, is, is that what's I'm happening? I'm just keeping it real. What? What's they win? Let me go ahead and oh. check the address. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so I'm like, okay, 
this is not giving me the closure that I was looking right. for. To say the least. Oh my this done opened up a whole nother can of worms, and I'm kind of like, what is all of this? Okay, long story. So short. nobody else gonna ask. Does your daddy know? So okay, so basically, I sit down with him, and y'all. This is probably a really cruddy time to have done it, but it literally was like the next time I saw him after I got this letter. But it was Father's Day. <laughs> Perfect. So he and I had, <laughs> he and I, ah, happy Father's Day. Right. Can you explain <laughs> this? Um, so, I mean, we go out for our traditional daddy daughter Father's Day dinner, lunch, or whatever it was. And I hand him the letter and I'm like, What's up, bruh? <laughs> what's up with this right and he looked at it and he looked all strange and looked all puzzled like i legit don't know and i'm like and so he's all you know well you know the papers were filed with the court i don't know why i don't i don't i don't i don't i don't but the papers were filed and i'm like but apparently the state of virginia don't know that but again when he got married wouldn't this uh-huh. be a question that comes up when he went to apply for his license? Well, so here's what we found out. What we found out is, is that at that particular point in time, and we're talking mid nineties, there wasn't any cross referencing. When you go to no. apply for a marriage license, there wasn't any cross referencing between counties within the same state Shut or up. within what? any other state. So this is how people can be bigamous right. because nobody is checking to see if this person is not already hitched to somebody else. This is ridiculous. In so, today's time, that is insane. Right? So <laughs> I'm over here like, okay, I don't understand what's going on, y'all. What is happening? My mouth is I did some additional corner. digging. I did some additional digging. And I went down to the county courthouse and I presented my identification and all of that stuff because my name is in the documents. Well, thank God for that. So, um, so I'm like, I go down there and I'm like, you know what I mean? So I go down there and I'm like, okay, so listen, I, I, I need a copy of these documents. Do they exist? Are they on file at least with the county? And it turns out that they were on file with the county. So as far as the county is concerned, they are and they were indeed divorced. I don't know why they did not make the state aware. <laughs> but um, according to the county, that is that is that is just want me to take it out the file and put it in the computer too. You're asking too much, damn it. I'm saying. <laughs> Okay. That's too much. That's like work. What is wrong with so, you? So that whole situation was kind of weird uh, for a number of reasons. Yeah, really? Um, to go back to one of your other questions in terms of how I felt about right. Did it affect your your situation? your um your relationships? How you saw yourself in the relationship, or how you saw another man? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, negatively or positively? Negatively, I think, as well as positively. Okay. The one, the positive that I took away from, from my parents' situation was, you know, as a woman, I realized that I had to do what I needed to do to protect me and my interests. And that I could not rely on anyone else to do that for me. But what I also, so for me, that was a positive right? because that basically kind of got me focused and got me to a point where I realized that, you know, unfortunately, you know, most of us, if we don't have a twin or, you know, someone who shared the womb with us, <laughs> um, we basically come here alone. Amen. And basically, you know, there are no guarantees that there's going to be anybody else that comes along for the journey. So your expectation needs to be of going it alone. And that's kind of where my mindset was. So everything with respect to my career, 
and choices that I made financially and whatnot, choosing to become a homeowner as early as I did. All of that was strategic for me in that should I meet someone down the road that I may want to share life with, I'm going to have my own stuff. I am not going to allow myself to be in a situation where something that I have worked hard to invest in that was a mutual investment be taken from me because I didn't do what I needed to do to protect myself. So for me, that was a positive. That's wonderful. But the negative. That's wonderful. Seriously. That is really, that's amazing. But But the negative on that though is this distrust yes. of people, mm. of men in particular. Mm. But what I also found as far as my romantic relationships were concerned, I typically, you know, I, I don't see myself necessarily as being a, a dominant person. Um, I guess as a child, I always revered my father and I looked at him as, okay, this is the head of our household because that's what I was taught. But what I learned growing up was that what I saw in my house really wasn't what I was told it was. Mm -hmm. My father, we were calling my father the head of the household, but he wasn't running the household. You know what I mean? For me, you know, my upbringing was was very, very heavily and very deeply rooted in the church. And what we were taught at church is, is that, you know, the man is the head of the household. And that doesn't necessarily mean that, okay, he makes the rules. Everybody got to do what he say, blah, 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 blah. I mean, there's a certain component of that. But really what that meant was he is the priest of the household. He is the spiritual leader of the household. And that's not what I saw. What I saw was a reversal of roles. My mother was that. My mother was the one that made sure that we got up on time on Sunday morning and we made our way to church. My mother was the one that made sure that we participated in the various auxiliaries and activities at the church. Mm. That was my mom. Mm. And when their relationship started to disintegrate, what you saw was she was consistent with that. Right. And he was the one that was pulling away from all of that. Right. Stop going to church. Stop participating. And he kept saying, oh, well, it's because of my job. I'm working nights and I'll be getting off from work by the time most people are trying to get up to go to church. By the time it's time to go to church, I'm tired. And so that's how it began. Yeah. And so what ended up happening was as he got further and further away from that grounding in the church is when their relationship really started to really fracture and eventually fall apart. I cannot Um, tell you, I I don't mean to stop you there because I know Mm -hmm. I'm trying to watch the clock, but um, I just have to say that that is probably one of the most clear, concise, non-judgmental renditions I have heard of, you know, with that scenario. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for putting it the way you did um, because that will resonate with a lot of people. And I I don't think it was unfair um, the way you stated it. And that's so important because a lot of the time a conversation like this will start and the first thing is, oh, we're men bashing or we're Mm -hmm. not taking into account of what the woman's role was or whatever. And you were really um, concise and I think relatively fair um, in how you saw things without name calling and and bashing. So I really just want to commend you for that. I really thank you so much for that. No, no, thank you. It it took me a long time to get to this point. Cause I ain't gonna I mean, (laughs) you know, I mean, for real, when all of this was happening, yeah. You know, I mean, you and Delonte knew me at that time, and I didn't really express a lot of how I felt about it at the time because honestly, I I really I was kind of numb to of a lot course. of it. I kind of was like, it. yo, yeah. it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as the years went on, I definitely took a side. Of course, 
and you know there were some dark days in there and it took me a long time to get to a more diplomatic place with it um that just shows your maturity maturity, honestly because it's it's hard not to um we have Mm feelings and opinions and again it's not like someone is telling you the story this is your story so Right. It's only natural that you would feel that way. But I just want to get into Delonta because I know I can hear Yolanda yeah. in her silence. So I know that time is ticking. So um, mm-hmm. Delonte, let, uh, same question. Um, did you grow up in a home with uh, both your parents? Um, well, the initial what Tammy said originally was right. yes and no. Right. <laughs> I mean, I grew up with my with my parents until I was about 12, 11 mm-hmm. or 12, I think. But my father was kind of in and out. Like they were married, but he he seemed to be gone every every weekend. You know, he seemed to be gone. We lived in Maryland at the time and he seemed to be in DC. It seemed to be every weekend. So he was kind of scarce, you know, Friday night, Saturdays, and he'll mm. come back on Sunday, you know, and I, and I saw that my mom, you know, was just kind of like taking care of us on the weekends. And we didn't really speak about it. I don't think, I mean, we would ask like, where's dad? And she's like, oh, he's, he's in DC with his friends or whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we got, they they separated in 86, 1986. So I was about 11. Yeah, yeah, I was 11. So, and then we uh, stayed with our grandparents for a little bit and then my mom remarried. So there's been, there's been a, 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 a figure, I should say, a father figure there for most of my childhood, okay. I would say. Um, so um, their separation, did that but, affect you, do you think, negatively? And since you had a stepdad in the home as well. Um, do you mm-hmm. think that your the initial um, interaction with you and your dad and mom that that unit? You have a brother mm-hmm. as well, correct? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, correct. do you think that that affected you negatively moving forward in the future, or do you think that since your stepdad came in? and was there through at least some of your childhood that that helped, didn't help? Yeah. I mean, he was there for like oh, like two okay. years. Oh, okay. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> it, well, I, was, I, was about, I was about 16 when my mom and when she remarried. But I would say with my dad, concerning my father, because um, I don't know if, it, I don't think it negatively, I don't think, well, maybe it did, but maybe the negativity started when I was much younger, before hmm. the divorce. Because I sort of got in it, I, because I've sort of got an impression of how he was, how he was as a father, how he was as a husband, and how you know how he was his parenting skills, and there wasn't a very good impression basically that I got from that. So when they did divorce, I was somewhat happy about it, mm-hmm. be, because you know, I saw the way that he treated my mother and you know, I was not happy about that. And I would call him out on it sometimes and he would just kind of make excuses for it. Um, and we, me and him kind of butted heads a lot. I was, I'm, I'm the oldest of, of, of that right. particular family, that nuclear family. So, you know, I was out there, I was always trying to protect my mother. You know, I was always trying to look out for her. So for me, maybe just, living with him and witnessing some of the things he did, maybe that took on a negative take throughout their marriage. And when they got divorced, I was happy about it initially. I was very, very happy about it. I just wanted my mom to be away from him. You know, how so do you teach your relationships? that's my take. I'm on sorry, it. how do you, how, does that, how, how, that thought process that you being protective over your mom, do you see a reflection of that in your relationships mm-hmm. or how you interact with others? Well, I noticed that it, some of the, like, I've had some good people want to be in a relationship with me, for instance, um, but I don't want to be with them for some Ooh. reason. I don't know what that is. I think it, I think it, I think it may come back to my father and I tend to look for partners. I wouldn't say partners, but at least attraction. I'm maybe attracted to some, some of that 
bad boy type or sort of mm -hmm. that excitement that, you know, that people chase after mm -hmm. sometimes, you know? So I don't know, that could be one of the reasons why I'm single right now because I, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I seek out things that I shouldn't be, you know, I see, maybe I'm looking for an app, some sort of confirmation from a particular partner that I didn't get from my father, oh, perhaps. Nice. I don't okay. Know. You know, but, but, you know, I'm, I'm much older now, no. so I should be over no, that, no, you know no. what I'm I don't saying? know if so. you ever really do get to a point where you get over exactly. it. I mean, I know for me personally, yeah. I still literally have these epiphanies about my relationship with my father, especially now since I don't have my mom anymore and it really just is mm -hmm. me and my dad, yeah. that I'm starting to kind of just see things in ways that I didn't see five years ago or 10 years ago or however long ago um, that, you know, really kind of inform why I'm at the point where I am right now with, I mean, and you know, don't get me wrong, being single is not a bad thing, but mm -hmm. when you're single and you really don't want to be, Freeze. Freeze. you know, you yeah. start looking at, you know, at least if you're me, you start looking at yourself and asking yourself, well, how come, right. you know, I'm the one that's in this situation where I want to be in a relationship with someone, but this doesn't seem to happen for me. Is it me? Right. You know what and I mean? I don't think like, to piggyback and, on what Delante was saying. I honestly don't think mm -hmm. that you should look at you getting over it in that in a maybe I'm I'm probably like overthinking this or whatever, but harshly because your childhood is your DNA. That's how I see things anyway. I, I don't I those things are going to affect you. Now, I understand, you know, the average person will be like, well, you know, don't let it run your life or take over or make your own choices. But to kind of piggyback a little bit more what Tammy was saying, self-reflection is so important. But these things only happen after you have something to reflect on or about. So as you um, get older and, and learn more things about yourself and ask those questions or whatever, I don't think that I believe that there are things in life that you don't get over, but I think that we get through them. I don't think like when someone tells you, you know, get over death or or a serious loss or whatever, I don't think that that's something you get over. I just think it's something you get through. So um, it, it's it's a different perspective. Some people be like, oh, that's just, you know, words. But no, I, when I lost my grandmother, for instance, um, I'm not over that. I don't think I'll ever get over that. And I think I was trying to make myself get over that. Um, mm. and then through, uh, yeah. prayer and, you know, talking to others. And so I understand now it's something you get through, like, I'll never stop missing her. I'll never stop thinking about her. I still like well up sometimes, um, for no reason, just thinking about her smile or, or times that we shared together, but it's something that I've gotten past. Like I'm not laid out on my bed. Like I used to, I'm not, you know, thinking of the sadness. It's, it's a, it's a different way of thinking about it so that we get through it. But in your right. learning as a, as a young person, I, I, I mean, this is not, you know, something you were 50 when it happened. You were a kid and those blocks are what, that, and this is why I asked the question the way I did, because we um, take from what we learn as young people, um, I want to say sometimes a little bit more introspectively than we do when we're older, at least according to some shrinks, um, that the things that we mm -hmm. see and learn and hear, which is why it is so um, dire, because important just doesn't seem like a strong enough word. It is dire that children have that sense of community and that sense of love and trust and all, because that builds the child. That is their foundation. That is where they start from. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to say people can't get over the tragedies in their life or or the, because um, the, nobody's childhood is perfect, regardless of what your uh, ethnicity or, or financial background, everybody's got something. But it is so key to have certain things and it, it shapes who we are. It shapes who we can become. And, and mm -hmm. uh, it definitely affects our outlook, not just 
on ourselves, but how we interact with other people. For me, um, my parents, um, he was never there either. Just never, like ever, like never. And um, our house um, uh, in Queens was tumultuous to say the least. Um, We constantly had foot traffic um, and it got to the point where the house was actually nicknamed the Holiday Inn. Um, oh. because I, I promise you, <laughs> I, I wish I was lying, uh, because, and the phone was called Grand Central because, oh, wow, regularly, reg, and this used to, this was such a pet peeve of mine, regularly people would just come unannounced to show up. Um, we had a, um, uh, a, a garage and a, um, a big front yard, so people would drive up. And I say that because the closer the car would get to the garage, you could actually hear it under my room. And um, so first thing in the morning, you're hearing, I'm like, oh Lord, it's another car. And I could look out the window and see one or two cabs pull and some strange person come to the door and they were there for him. So, um, and this was often. Um, phone ringing off the hook, you know, d- they wanted to talk to him. And so he, his presence was of a grand nature. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but he um, mm. carried himself like he was all mm. animal chips. And um, in the house, though, he was not a husband. He certainly was not a father. Um, and I, mm. um, I don't know, I, I always, as a kid, found it puzzling that there was so much respect and reverence for this man um, that was literally like an outpouring. His, his, his sisters that we did meet, um, some of his other children uh, that we did meet have this like, well, not maybe not so much the kids, but the, the other adults that would come to the house, his friends, his, I don't know, people that would come to the house had this like, oh, <sighs> like almost like you're meeting some sort of king and I'm like oh, I don't get it I, I don't get it because I just saw the way he spoke to my mom I saw the he spoke to her mom because my grandma was living with us uh, for a time and I just I, I don't get it like what is it about this human person walking on the face of this earth like the rest of us that he's floating above it and honestly, that was just a question in my mind as a kid. Um, and like Delante was saying, I did not like the way he treated my mom. And so um, over time, I, like Tammy as well, actually, I gained more respect for my mother than my father um, for a myriad of reasons. And a lot of that did come from how he treated her, the things that he said, just the way he acted. Like, I just don't, I don't get it. And but it was always puzzling to me to see people hold him in such high regard when uh, the person behind closed doors, in my personal opinion, like, I don't know what he was like professionally. I wasn't there for that. Um, his businesses, his um, fame or whatever it was, I did not experience any of that. I just happened to carry his last name. And so, but to me, there were so many times that I could not wait to get into high school and be able to speak for myself because I wanted to disassociate myself from anything having to do with him at all. And it was in an anger um, that I um, had to deal with on my own because you couldn't talk about it. My grandmother wasn't having it, even though she kind of, I think she kind of understood. I, I wasn't really able to articulate how I felt. But when I started talking about it, I think she understood. She was like, no, we, again, Christians go to church, you know, so no, you can't embarrass the family. It's not Christian. He's still your father. And I'm like, is he really? No, seriously. Is he? I'm just, stop saying that. I'm I'm just throwing it out there, man. Like what? The man doesn't even want to be here. He doesn't act like it. He said it. He acts that way. You to me, and again, growing up, obviously, I think we can all relate to the fact that we did not have a lot of people on TV that looked like us. So the one family that I used to gravitate toward was the Cosby family. I'm like, okay, these black folks. They right up street in Manhattan. They right here. Like, I, I, I'm with this. They don't act like this. Now, granted, my mother was not a doctor or a lawyer, but there was a genuine 
like love and regard for the family. There was a respect for the family. The fact that you had a mother and a father that happened to care about your well-being, didn't want to see anything bad happen to you. And at least, at least, even when they were arguing, and I know it was a comedy, but there was a mutual respect for the other person, which I never saw in my house. So for me, it was like bare bones. Like, okay, maybe, you know, the two of you don't like each other. Or maybe, you know, but he, my mom always seemed to have a level of class and respect about the whole thing. She would never let us say anything bad about him. Ever. Ever. Even when we're in our teens. Never. I would hear her cry. I would hear them argue. But if I said something, which I felt I was coming to her defense about something, no, no, don't, mm-mm, he's still your father. Like, what is wrong with you? I just, you know what? Let me go to my room before I say something. So growing up, that was my issue. And to move forward, it definitely had an effect on me, but I didn't see it at the time. I thought that this is normal, honestly, because I had not been privy to a man, any man, that was positive and loved their wife and, and showed that type of love. And, and again, I'm not saying that maybe I knew them and didn't know that part of it, but I never saw it. Never saw it. You never. So Linda, can I, can I interject a question sure. there then? So with all of that, what you've seen growing up, how has that shaped, you know, what you see in terms of relationships now? Like, has what you've witnessed growing up had a profound impact Absolutely. on what yeah. how you conduct yourself in relationships and, and whatnot? I mean, how, how does how has that affected you? It like I said, at the time, I think I, it, and it's probably only been in recent years. I'm a little slow on uptake. I thought seriously, because I honestly thought, like I said, I, I thought this was just how people were growing up as a young person. It, and in my 20s, my first kind of sort of relationship, um, I was almost fearful of getting it. Look, for instance, at eight years old, let me just backtrack for a second. At eight years old uh, in school, um, I missed my school. Shout out to St. John Magella Halbeck. Um, we, <laughs> I love that school to death. I just, I, it's closed now. It is in Queens. But one of the things that I remember so much is that you love to learn. And they made learning just that much more interesting. They came at it with different perspectives. So at eight, we had to write this paper about who we saw as our future husband or wife. And we had to write, mm. exact eight. This is what I'm saying. Eight years old, <laughs> you're writing a paper like this. And it just... It's, it, that's what I'm saying. It's like little things like that. I don't see that in high school here. So like we wrote down and it was a simple paper. Obviously, it wasn't a term paper or anything, but our teachers encouraged us to think about things like budgeting and the future and where you want to live and what you want to do and, and all of that. So uh, the paper was write down, I think it was five characteristics that you are looking for in your future mate. And of course, you know, again, at eight years old, obviously you probably weren't talking about, this, but I remember I got, I think it was a B plus on mine because the teacher was like, you've really like put some thought into this. Yeah, because for me, it was all aesthetics. Like I had to have somebody light skin. I had to have somebody taller than me. I had to have somebody that didn't smoke. I had to... And then the last two were, I wanted someone who, it was something crazy, like, and I'm not even going to take, like, credit for it, because I, I heard it in some love song or whatever, but it was like, love you the way you love me, or something like that, because obviously eight years old, I have mm-hmm. vocabulary, but it was a, a direct reflection on what I saw in my house that I did not want. I want someone to respect me and love me for who I was and all that. And that's what she was so like the whole light. She's like, what the, what, why you gotta be like that? Why, what, what's up with the light? That was one, I sad to say, that was one, you had to be light skin. Like, I'm not feeling you brown complexion. And, and number two, number two followed you all the way all through the high way. school. Girl, what? Yes, <laughs> bidgets were not working. I'm sorry, I do not want 
around with somebody that was shorter than me. And and again, all of that was like, well, it changed when I met Delante, but we won't go into that right now. So anyway, so uh, to now um, pose the question to Yolanda, um, did you grow up in a household with both of your parents? Uh, let's start with that. Um, I did not. Um, my parents, I was probably about two when they split. They were never married, by the way. So um, so they split. So for me, uh, when my parents moved on, um, it didn't phase me um, because I knew how good people they were and how if they did hook up with someone else that they would be good people too and so far I was right <laughs> so even though the relationships may not have worked for them you know they were the people that they brought into the household which they were very careful about and see I grew up with very old school parents so if they had something like that going on they kept that type of first of all a lot of things that um, adults did it did not involve kids right it, it just did not. Yeah. You did not get involved in your mother being involved with another man. You did not hear about any of that stuff. That was none of your business. You're a child. You stayed in the child's place. Mm. So that's the, the, the cloth that I'm cut from. So there was no, oh, kids are involved and they are being disrespectful to the friend or step or whatever. Mm -hmm. They don't like this person or that person. There was none of that because it was more like you don't dictate to me what I do with my life, especially if I pay bills in this house. You Ooh. live in my roof. I don't live under yours. Great. That's the cloth that I've cut from under. Mm. But because of the fact that not everybody <laughs> picks the right... I don't want to say the right. Let me backtrack. Not everybody... <laughs> Your father about to bring... No. Hello? You got something to say? No, I was just playing. <laughs> I was just playing. That wasn't, that wasn't about you. I'm sorry. I love you. Not, <laughs> not everybody... And everybody like ourselves and our parents older, you know, they were going through their time, you know, think of them that when they were our age, they were still, you know, if they weren't married, they were still trying to figure out themselves and trying to figure out what it is that they want for them, their life, because now they have a family, you know what I mean? They have responsibilities, they have careers. But anyway, um, for me, I grew up with my mom most of my life. Um, I did not grow up in a two parent household, but I was two parent raised mm -hmm. my father was in my life still is <laughs> it wasn't, was. never had I'm telling you dad about to pick up the phone keep playing All right, now. <laughs> <laughs> still is still is um, my parents you know they were like I said they were very to me mature people I mean I don't you know again they had their issues and stuff individually as well as together and um, so did that separation affect your perspective like did you do it you did. think that it uh and how like personally and just dealing with everyday joe's room so for me i i got to see relationships good and bad um the problem was for me i just never thought that i would have a good relationship or mm -hmm. that i would be i would find that right someone because i always thought something was wrong with me why? Mm. I, I dealt with self-esteem issues, majorly. Still kind of do. Um, I dealt with the outlook of thinking of what relationships are supposed to be, and I'm seeing something different. Not just in the, my own household that I was growing up, but just in other avenues, other people. Mm -hmm. I also got to see, you know, marriages and relationships that stayed together. They were good. They, they were good with each other. They were loyal to each other. You know, they, yes, they fought, they had their issues, but they got together at the end of the day, they were still together and they just moved on with life. You know, uh, now I have a question. Um, did you see, since you did not see that in your own household, where did you see that? I saw that in friends, parents. Okay. I saw that in people as I grew up, people knowing personally friends that, you know, friends, not, not friends, you know, but friends, right. I knew a lot of different people. So I saw, I met people throughout life I just saw it in different ones mm -hmm. friends or not I just saw it in different ones I saw it in all kinds of different relations and especially now we have LGBTQ I see a lot of it there so mm -hmm. it's very it for me it varied I just thought for me I just you know like I said for me I just never think about that that's that's something I know that I want but I can't get that's how I kind of uh -huh. felt and think okay you know, I always felt like, yes, you have to be a certain look because I would see that certain look 
get a good relationship, but I also would see a certain look as I got older. Not in good, so not so great relationships. I, I had that kind of bad thinking, you know. I also you said had. Of, it sounds like you still have though, like because you stated that you don't see it for yourself. Is it because you don't see yourself with that quote unquote kind of look that you saw in no. the other? Okay. okay. No. 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 Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, I this is taking a, a different. Uh, well, the thing you have to understand, too, when you are asking about how divorce and relationships, you got to understand, too, you made a good point earlier. Your children, your childhood is your foundation. Absolutely. You see just about any and everything from there. So if you're in a two parent household and you live with your mother and father being in a good relationship, they have, you know, you see their relationship evolve over time, but they still stay together. You'll have a different outlook on relationship. You'll have a different. And also it depends on how much encouragement your parents given you have placed in you. I didn't have that. So, of course, I'm going to sit back and think like something is going on with me because I'm coming I'm coming from the same cloth. So if you couldn't make it, how the heck you think, you know, Ooh, what I mean? exactly. so they're all. Oh, wow. There are some people, that's why I said it that way, because it does affect you in a lot of ways. And it depends on the person, because that doesn't mean that just because you come from what unquote what they call a broken home, it doesn't mean that person's self-esteem is in the basement. It depends on how much encouragement, how much nurturing and love that you did get from either parents. Because like I told you, I was raised by both parents. They just weren't in the same house. Mm. You understand? Okay. And of course, they, ha- they made their mistakes along the way. They did it as they went along too. So I, for me as a kid, I didn't understand that until I got older. And then I realized, oh, okay, that's why this happened. That's why that happened. That's why I think this way. That's Delonte, why, did you, know, you want to add something? I thought I heard you say something. No, 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 no. No, I'm, oh. li- no, I'm listening. Okay. I'm listening. Yeah, so, okay. So, all right. Well, uh, which is why I posed the question because obviously we're coming from four different upbringings for different backgrounds and it's always interesting to hear how um and specifically with you guys because um I at least know some of a little bit of each story um I I always like to hear someone else's perspective on how um your upbringing has affected and i love you guys because I know that if I were to ask just anybody else, they'd be so busy trying to sugarcoat stuff uh, to sound politically correct or super positive or even super negative, but just an honest um, account of what you're thinking and why, and um, maybe shedding light on some things that maybe you hadn't before. So um, that was the reason why I posed that, that question to everyone. One of the reasons why I know that my upbringing has affected my perspective is like you, Tammy, I mean, I think you said it beautifully to have someone that's deliberate. Um, I just want to add not just deliberate, but vocal. I don't just mm-hmm. want to like have to figure it out. I need to make yes, sure that we are on the same page. So communication is key. If I have to ask you, that means that I'm not sure. I'm not trying to just blow up my own. That's the other thing he was like, so are you asking me to like blow up your ego? I'm like, no, I'm asking you this question because I'm truly confused. And I want to make sure that I don't just assume we're too old for that. Like you have a mind, I have a mind. And one of the things again that I used to see in my household was no respect for someone's feelings. That really... I don't know. My grandmother said it's because I'm an Aquarius or whatever. We're just sensitive people, but whatever. I think it is because I know grandma was crazy, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of that <laughs> came from a lack of respect of someone's feelings. Somebody's telling you something. I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, Yolanda, Delonte, Tammy, the stuff that you said the other day really like got on my nerves or, you know, it kind of bothered me or whatever. And y'all just brush it off like, oh, well, that man, you don't have to get over that mess. Hold up, bro. What? what? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's the it's, and, and that's the thing mm-hmm. that I've seen a lot. And th- that's the thing that I've seen a lot of too, because some households they don't deal with feelings, and I think that's why they're dealing now with um, mental. I'm, I'm just going down a different avenue, but I know that's why uh, Taraji P Henson is dealing with mental issues because the one, mental health because that's one of the things that mm-hmm. in households, especially Black households, 
we didn't talk about that stuff. You right. either prayed you know it away or yeah. you just go ahead and get over it. That kind of tough thinking mm-hmm. and that kind of thing we had to deal with. And I don't know if that goes back to slavery times. And talk about right. deal right. with stuff and I mean, suck I think it, it up does and go back to there. Keep doing what we had to do. I think it I don't does know go back to there. Coming from, I, I, but, it might. but you know what? Here's my thing. Maybe. Like, I, I just want to make this one point. Yeah. It, it is not so much about the apology because I had this argument with him too. I don't know why you're bringing all this up. But anyway, he was like, so I should apologize because I don't agree with you. I was like, no. What I need you to do is try to understand where I'm coming from. And that that's it. It's not because if Delante feels a certain way about something and we're talking about something or Tammy feels a certain way about something, you're like, if you feel a certain way, no one is asking you to apologize. I'm not telling you to change your perspective just because we don't agree on something. Let's make that clear. We all have different reasons for how we feel the way we feel and so i don't ever think anyone should apologize for that you are entitled to that i think that just kind of comes to the territory there's nothing wrong with that what i'm expecting you to do though is listen and respect that's it you don't have to agree you don't have to change you don't have to apologize but to listen and be like you know what i don't agree with what you're saying but I can kind of see where you're coming from with that, or I respect what you're saying, but I'm just not on the same page. That is what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. To me, that is not only a sense of empathy, but a sense of maturity that you realize mm-hmm. that you and I are not the same person. We don't see things the same way, but I'm not going to argue with you about it. I'm not going to try to make you feel like you are wrong and I'm right or whatever. That's not mm-hmm. the conversation. The conversation is two adults exchanging ideas and thoughts and values and seeing things possibly in another way and that's why we ain't work out because i can't i can't do that you don't always have to be right i don't always have to be right and it doesn't have to be a competition so mm-hmm. that's that's me because sometimes the mature thing is to be able to agree to disagree you yes. know what i mean where it's like okay well i've heard your side you've heard my side you've not swayed me i've not swayed you right. okay so we just have to agree to disagree on well, that keep it moving. now exactly. i mean you know, like earlier when we started this conversation, we were talking about Doritos. <laughs> you know, everybody got their opinion. I mean, some people are team Cool Ranch, some people are team Nacho, and you know, it's whatever. But yeah. at the end of the day, if we don't agree on which one is best, I'm feeling <laughs> a sense of instant judgment no. right now. Never that. With the extra large bag. With the extra large bag. Somebody say something. You know. And on that note, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, guys, this was an amazing ball <laughs> episode. This was a lot of meat in this. And I'm so glad, Linda, thank you oh, so much for bringing the, the topic to us. Because I'm quite sure this is a lot of conversation <laughs> where people are like, well, no, that's, that's not true. I don't agree with that. And that's okay. Because again, we're only four individuals that are on our own four levels of upbringing and there's a whole entire world out there that there's a whole lot of different stories and a whole lot of different journeys that may not match what we're saying and that's what we're trying to get to the point of that's understandable because there are a lot of infinite things that people have a a, a, of upbringing of what relationships are to them what they feel is good for that individual person because you cannot judge the next person i said earlier you know the whole fun thing there are people out there that have that sort of mentality and you can't judge them for that because that's how they feel that's where they're at in their life that's where they think it's good for them and there you go my only thing is be communicative like linda said be responsible agree to disagree and just be safe and happy about you know whatever it is you do and be honest that's the only thing I would say. Give the person, because you take people's choices away, just like that uncle did to Tammy. When you sit up there and you say things and you don't do what you're supposed to be doing, and you're so called well, I just want to thank responsible you guys for um, allowing me to pose the question and us have a um, enlightening conversation about these things. It's um, I really Delante. I mean, Major. again, it's like I'm still learning about you. This is nuts, uh, Tammy. As well, you know, thank you so much for your perspective. And like, again, I really cannot commend you enough for being so, I hate to say politically correct, but so diplomatic about how you put it out there. Like that your perspective on it was so fair um, and and um, like it wasn't judgmental. It, was it wasn't wonderful. like, you know, it was just 
where it needed to be. And so I really appreciate that. And Delonte, thank you so much for being, for sharing that with us because, um, yes, yeah. yes. For being so transparent, first of all, I that think. is appreciative in so many levels because there are so many that are going to hear your story I want to be and go, oh my God. Yeah. Cause you never know what it is that you do say, like Tammy said, that would help somebody. So you never know. You. So thank you for that. And don't forget to send us the Puerto Rican you know, cookies. Is all I'm saying. Just want to throw that out guys. there. Thank you. Just want to throw uh, that out there. <laughs> just saying. 